tell you some good shit, but I never expected for you to come. I never said I was coming back alone. You know what you have to do. Welcome to my playground. I'm going to pass down the world championship to you. I'm having that briefcase because that was part of the deal. Though. And on that contract, I have actually chosen your next victim for you. <laughs> Last week was a huge night for the Phoenix. Probably the most successful night any one person has ever had on match wrestling. He ended the show with the television, knowledge, and the world championships. And in the very last moments, I ruined his night by cracking a pool cue across the back of his head. His own pool cue, I might add. I've had a week to think about my actions, my heinous, cruel and grievous actions against my own flesh and blood. And for my actions, I've come to the realization that I must apologize for not doing it sooner. I've been dropping hints for six months, if not longer. Hell, not even hints, full on spoilers that I wasn't finished with you yet. You took my world title, a title that was created for me by burning the shape alive at Promo Mania last year. King of the Mike, last June, you needed a mystery opponent. Who did you get? Me. And you never saw it coming. I told you that and I wasn't finished with you. I beat you and then technically I'm the reason you lost a world championship. Because even though I beat you, I still let you advance. And you made it all the way to the final and you got talked into putting the world title on the line and you lost. And you never saw it coming. Then promo slam. The shape's resurrection. Again, I told you I wasn't finished with you yet. That we would cross paths again and you never saw it coming. The seeds have been planted all year like fucking infinity stones spread across the whole galaxy. And you missed every single one. And finally... I saw my opportunity to pull a trigger. The lawyer presented me with the perfect opportunity. At your peak, at your biggest moment, I struck. And you never saw it coming. So now here we are, back where it all started on the road to promo mania. We've come full circle, one year on, except this time, you're not facing the shape. There's not gonna be any smoke and mirrors or magic tricks. You're facing a human being, skin and bone. Last year you took the fight to the shape domain. This year, I'm bringing you the fight in the real world where all that matters is who's the toughest son of a bitch. 
So at Promomania 7 for the Max Wrestling World Championship, it's the Phoenix versus the Captain in a cinematic sequel. And one thing you gotta remember about sequels, the body count is always bigger. See you in eight weeks. You're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the Max! It's Thursday and you know what that means. Welcome to episode 360 of the Cap and Mo Show. We're about to take it to the Max. Last week, we celebrated Podcast Promo Rumble 7. What a show. Big night for Phoenix. Uh, Until the end. Um, but, but he's now the first person to hold all three top championships at the same time. Until Promania. Until Promania. Alas, it was Podcast Promo Rumble Week, which also means it was Royal Rumble Week. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some good there was some bad mostly bad a lot um, of bad <laughs> there's been some heavy criticism for the men's royal rumble match oh you don't say um, i've been saying since 2018 the women have a better match every single year they really do though it's it's kind of a it's kind of like an obvious fact by now that shit we gave the women their own rumble match and we screwed ourselves over well, I mean, honestly, that one was terrible. It was, was just the dirt worst. Half the ladies in there that were regular workers shouldn't have even been in there. They were so sloppy. And then the ones that were returning were even sloppier. Goddamn Alicia Fox. But it was people. still more entertaining than the men's. At least with the women's, we knew who everybody was from the first beat of their music. That's true. That is that's very, very true. I, I made a big point of this during the week. Like, ha- Half the entrance in the men's match The music is so generic these days I don't know who the fuck they were And it didn't help that they cut to the Fucking crowd every single Entrance so I saw the crowd reaction Still not knowing who the hell the music belonged to And then they finally showed who it was Oh it's this guy Oh, it's I'm like oh Oh like the only oh my god what themes did I actually Recognize now that you're making I think Ricochet was was recognizable Because you heard the Ricochet So I was like oh hey there comes Ricochet Um, that's the thing. He's got like a little signature <clears throat> intro. I think it but was everybody like, else. It goes straight into this generic, generic ass song. It was like three, two, one, buzz. Music Stupid starts. Who the, who the hell's this? Who, who's this? I don't know who that song belongs to. And oh, it's that's, somebody that's been there for like years. <laughs> that's the worst part. It's somebody like Chad Gable who's been there for years, and they still don't know who the hell he is by the music. Well. Again, generic ass music. There's nothing cool about the music anymore. No. Unless you're like Roman, Seth. At least KO still has the same music. Um, one we did Smart. recognize, of course, was Here Comes the Money and Now Here Goes the Money. Hey, uh, he fucking did it to himself. Fucking did it to you himself. Know, you know what? I, I honestly can't blame him for if, if, he, if he probably knew he was on his way out. So he's like, ah, fuck it. I don't think he knew he was okay. So, um, did you hear the 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 official what happened? Well, the excuse I've heard is that he booked the rumble match around himself, and people got pissed off about it. Yes. Okay. So that's the long and short. 
Um, this is coming from the uh, my source, aka Uncle Dave. So anybody wants to get mad, oh my good book, Uncle Dave. Even you know, even he admits when he's wrong and shit. So fucking relax. So Uncle Dave apparently had uh, it, it informed most people on this last episode of the Observer Radio um, that apparently for like the last three or four years, Shane has been helping book the Rumble, and this year he decided. I'm a McMahon, goddammit. I booked the motherfucking Rumble. And he walked <laughs> in, and he thought his balls were bigger than fucking Stan, uh, Stan's fucking dad walking down the street after, you know, he fucking microwaved him just to get legal weed. It, he, he thought he was the cock of the walk. So, yes, he decided, I'm going to fucking show up late. I'm going to have a big run. I'm going to throw a bunch of people out. And there's guys looking at him like, you're going to, Hold on, wait a minute, but what are we going to do about the show? But I'm going to beat this guy, and then this guy, and the, and they're like, are you fucking listening to this guy? Yeah, I'm listening, and it's just, and sure enough, he built up so much fucking heat, his phone to fucking daddy couldn't save him, and said, you gotta go, dude, you fucked yourself here. So, I'm, I'm, I would not be surprised if some people fucking got in a couple potatoes while he was fucking in the ring, because I know he always throws them. So everybody got a couple yeah. receipts in there. Eh, I get that. But I mean, like you said, there's there's multiple people booking the rumbles and yeah, the men's rumbles have been many. shit for years. I don't understand why it takes so many people to book this thing. It took right. like two right. If I, if I saw the thing correctly, it was like two writers per segment and like three or four different people wrote the rumble and for both the wins and the women's. And I'm like, when I'm yeah. reading, I think there was like, I don't even think there was a woman on the writing team for the women. No, but there was Finley and that's good enough. He, he, he loves women's okay, wrestling. Let fucking Finley do the fucking whole thing. Right. Jesus Christ. I, like, come yeah. on. Like I saw Vince apparently change the order multiple times, so like people were going out not knowing who the fuck they were eliminating or who was eliminating them. Apparently, the whole um, plan for the Rumble changed three times from Saturday or from Friday to Saturday. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Was it and like was... Cody or Punk? One of them, I think, said the way you plan your Rumble spots is who's before and after you. How the fuck do you do that when they keep changing the order? That's what it is. Oh, well, I like this spot before this spot. No, okay, we got to switch it now. I don't know. And that's the fucking, that's why this old man doesn't sleep. Because, <laughs> you know, he, he decides to have an argument with himself because somebody put ketchup on his steak or I don't know what. Right. It's um, but, but for the women, it, it was, of course, headlined by Ronda Rousey's return and victory. And I don't give a shit what anybody says. I'm a fan. Um. I liked her in USC. I loved her debut a couple of years ago. Uh, I actually enjoyed her run on Raw. I mean, whether you like it or not, it's completely irrelevant. She's a draw. She's a household name. Everybody knows Ronda Rousey. She's a household and name. She's a draw, yes. If we're being honest, the women's division went to shit after she left. Like, they had Becky carrying the whole thing. But nobody really gave as much of a shit about the women's division as he did when she was around. You're not lying. I mean, I'll I'll admit to that. I wasn't super fascinated with the women's division without Ronda. Ronda is a draw. Then again, like Ronda does get a lot of heat in like a <laughs> negative way, 
and I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if that's like her way of just being uh, a fucking heel or just literally not giving a shit. I don't know. I can't tell. Yeah. So I really couldn't tell. Like when when she did turn heel and like the whole thing with her not appreciating the fans' reactions to her and you know calling this out as a work and that's a work and I don't give a shit. I couldn't tell if she was being genuine or if she was being a good heel. Right. It was one of I mean, those she, things. She's an experienced actress. Very true. <laughs> um, but honestly, I, I'm glad to see her back. I'm, I'm, I'll admit the promo wasn't great on Raw, but I kind of get the feeling she was pissed off that they're dragging it out till Friday. Like they announced her for Raw, they kept her right to the final segments, and then it was just, you'll find out Friday. What the fuck was the point? Yeah, I don't understand that <laughs> either. But I mean, I mean, yeah, that's the, that's the whole thing. Her thing is just to so for her to be there so she can be on SmackDown. You know? Yeah, Which it's just to get eyes me. on Raw, and all, well, I mean, two reasons: one, to get eyes on Raw, but apparently viewership dropped for the final hour, which it always does. Um, and secondly, to make people think she's going to choose Becky, which honestly I hope she does, but I don't think she will, based no, on it, the reports that we've seen. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the reports say Charlotte all day long, and you know what? For that, I have to follow that logic. Um, I don't know if this just means that she's going to beat Charlotte and bounce. So <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what her run entails. I'm not going to say I'm not excited for her to be back. Um, I don't want to say I was. I was more. I think you were the one that kept saying like there was two rumors going in. I'm only believing yeah. one of the two. And I'm like, you know, if I believe in fucking both, I believe in both. And I was an idiot for believing in both. So that's how that's how it goes over there. But like, I, I yeah. was right about one of them being true. It was just the other one I got wrong. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> and the thing, like, I don't, again, I'm not like tripping about Rhonda. I'm just, I'm hoping that it's, uh, God, I don't know. That it's like, I don't know, want to say like a lengthy run or just a good run is what I need from her. Like, I need some non no nonsense. Let's get these feuds out there. I don't want to hear no fucking bullshit yammering about to the fans. Like, don't go getting yourself more Xbox heat. That's what I'm fucking driving at. Right. Like, do you go be over, go sell merch, go, you know what I mean? Just fucking be Ronda Rousey. But don't be that Ronda Rousey shitting on the wrestling fans when you were the one that just fucking came back to wrestling. Okay. <laughs> I I'm hope. I'm expecting a good lengthy run this time. She had a year, uh, then she went off to have a baby. She had the baby. She's come back, so she's achieved what she wanted to. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we get a good run that lasts more than a year now. Because originally, she signed a multi-year deal, and after one year, she was gone. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, who knows? I mean, that, that, I'm like again. I think I think lengthy would also be Im- important. Is that the words I want to say? Sure, let's go with important. Yeah. Because her being around for a while, it, it means it really does mean something, whether you want to believe that or not. You know, she she is that big of a draw. And when you do have a giant name backing your women's division, your women's division does get way more important. And you're absolutely you were you literally hit the nail on the head by saying it was I don't want to say irrelevant, but a lot more boring and bland without mm. her. Yeah, like they were trying. They they run. They lost a big star, and they had nobody to replace her with. They only had Becky carrying the torch, 
Um, Charlotte was doing Charlotte things. They and then the Becky had, was gone for a while too. Right. They had multiple chances with Liv. They fucked her over again. Asuka's AWOL. Uh, broken hand. Right. Um, so I actually watched Raw. And I, I don't know if it was necessarily just because of Ronda or... Um, I think it was just I wanted to see who Ronda picked. I wanted to see who Brock picked. I was expecting some surprises because we didn't get shit in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, Veer didn't even show up. He was on no. main event. Goddamn Veer. Veer was coming to Raw. We had this for months and months and months. And then he finally debuts on fucking main events. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what happens um, when Vince changes his mind. Yeah. Uh, so as far as the men goes, the drizzling shits... First of all, I don't have a single problem with Brock facing Roman or even Brock winning the championship. He's been very entertaining lately. He's been a hell of a lot more active than he was five, ten years ago. But And the story's there. My issue is there was absolutely no reason for him to win the Rumble. They, yeah. mm. they already set up Brock versus Roman earlier in the night. Not to mm-hmm. mention their, their match at day one got cancelled. Mm-hmm. Um... Roman cast Brock the title against Lashley. There you go. There's your reason to have the match. He doesn't need to win the Rumble. Thank you. You literally spelled it out. But no, 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 no. I mean, and I get it. And there's a pop factor too. And I understand all of these things. Trust me, I do. Being a fucking fan of 25 plus years gets you this way. It's those fucking internet nerds that fucking kill me that, oh my God, you guys are fucking bitching about another rematch, but I don't hear you guys bitching about how many fucking times Omega and Okada had a match. And I'm like, well, first off, all of those had a reason. Okay. And now granted, I'm not one to say I'm not, I'm, I'm with you. I'm looking forward to another Brock and Roman. It can't be that bad. Okay, you're actually flipping the personas. You're fucking putting Brock in there as the face. Roman's going to be the heel. Who knows how it's going to be? It could be way more entertaining. Maybe Brock's willing to do a little bit more for the kid. That's the upside of Brock. You don't know what Brock you're going to get that day. Plus Heyman's in the other corner. Which is another interesting twist. But again, I'm 100 million percent with you. They already had a fucking story going into it. You can use the goddamn battle of fucking Paul Heyman. Let's have a fucking ladder match for the custody of Paul Heyman. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You had a fucking reason to have this match already. (laughs) Then you have the interference. Boom, there's your other reason. You have, you can even make him the fucking third, like the entrant in the rumble. But put him at like six or seven. Holy fuck, it's Brock Lesnar. He's really going to fucking go 21 and like knocking the... No, and then he gets fucking powered out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Broke Lester's out of the rumble. Then you've got a fucking shock factor. Holy crap. Who's going to win now? But do you think about that? Do you think about building somebody? No. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, apparently they did think about it. It could have been AJ. It could have been KO. Apparently it should have been Matt Riddle. From what I'm... You know what? Sign me the motherfucker up for that one. I would not mind Matt Riddle versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. Okay, if that means I have to endure another Randy Orton title win, so be it. Okay, it does it. it what does that put him at? Like fourteen or fifteen, which would be fucking it's bananas. Jesus, it's bananas, by the way. But you have that, and then but you have the crowning moment of Riddle, like right. a guy that one minute like he was again like how I said 
from the beginning when Vince was already shitting on him, right when he fucking came to the thing. I was like, you have your Kerry Von Eric. You finally got Kerry Von Eric fully healthy. He just likes to get stoned. Mm-hmm. And and he kind of was like, man, did they put him with fucking Randy? And apparently it's fucking gold to him. So it's like, dude, as a guy who's a giant Matt Riddle fan, I'm like, I loved that idea. I loved the idea of Kevin Owens. I thought him too. You just signed him to a contract. You know how good of a worker he is. You know how over he is with the fans. That was a no. AJ, same fucking thing. You know how over he is with the fans. You know how much people love this fucking guy. You know that he's almost done. And no Royal Rumble win. No, it could have been like one last milestone. But no, no, it had to be uh, we have to add to the reason of the already reasons why they have to have a match. And it's like, no, no, you don't. You're you're no. just doing it. And um, Brock said the next night he wanted to be title versus title. Okay, so let's take that one. We, we got Roman versus Lashley. He got screwed out of the title. He's already entitled to a rematch. That's true. So... <sighs> I mean, isn't the, the title night- on the line in the Elimination Chamber? Yeah, that was the thing. So the next night on Raw, he picks Roman for Mania, but then he says to Lashley, I want to take your title too, so it makes title of title. Lashley says no. Adam Pearce puts Brock in the in the Chamber match, so he, he's now got two title matches. <laughs> what a fucking so, lucky bastard. If he's already Jesus. a title, if he was already going to be put in the Chamber, or if he already had a reason to face Roman, why the fuck are we fucking around with a rumble? Uh, because it takes four people to fucking book it. Four people have to go through their minds and say this and say this and say this and say this and they have to get their shit out because they're all fucking former wrestlers. That's their thing. Because you're a former wrestler, you gotta get your shit in. And somebody forgot to say, wait a minute, he has like 12 other reasons to fucking have this guy in the main event. But you tell Vince Brock's gonna win and he's like, approved. That's it. No questions asked. He's going to approve it all day long. So. Uh, yeah, I, I just think they've wasted a complete opportunity for somebody else on the Universal title when they've already got plans for the WWE title. You're not wrong. Oh, and um, as for the title for title non-sensory, Uncle Dave has already put that to bed. Yeah. It is not non. It will not be title for title. Oh. They will not. Or no, pause. They will not be unifying titles is what he said. Well, it, it would be fuckery if they just give the title back to Lashley and then he loses it in the chamber. Uh, um, which also is in Saudi Arabia for whatever reason. Because uh, I, I was really going to come up with a reason for them. I can't. No, that's not true. I don't want to. Yeah. So we, we, they can we, kiss my ass. We can't apply logic to this, so we're not going <laughs> to. There you go. I don't want to. <laughs> Um, well, there's our top stories, so now let's go to some old stories as we go back to this week in wrestling history. Uh, there's not an awful lot this week, but... January 28th, 2007, The Undertaker made history by becoming the first number 30 entrant to win the Royal Rumble. And it was also his first Royal Rumble win. Crazy that it took both of those things so long to happen. This was, I want to say, like the 20th Royal Rumble. 
and it was the first time a that the Undertaker won, and the first time number thirty won. Really? What? Hold on, the twentieth. What year was that? It again? was something like that, two thousand seven. So the Rumble started in what eighty? You're telling? Whoa! What really? Two thousand? It took that many fucking years for somebody to get thirty to win the thing. Yeah, and for Undertaker to win it, and he'd been well, that- there seventeen years at this point. Oh shit! Yeah, holy crap! He won the title at WrestleMania 13, but he didn't win the Rumble that year because Stone Cold won. Yeah. But he got rejected for the Mania because he was already technically eliminated. So, yeah. Sure. Two, two crazy factoids. It's bananas. Uh, January 28th, 2017. Oh, this just makes me sad. Bobby Roode defeated Shinsuke Nakamura for the NXT Championship at TakeOver San Antonio. Look where he is now. The good old days. When yeah, when Bobby Roode was Bobby Roode, and he held the title for over two hundred days, a, a big title too, not not just like a random tag team reign or a U.S. title that they didn't do anything with. Like um, also, Asuka defended the NXT Women's Championship against Nikki Grass, Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay, which is a great fail for away. Um, and also, my first experience of the Iconics. And I was very entertained. Oh, I'm sure you were, bub. <laughs> uh, how about a little bit of Max Wrestling history? We've never put this on before, but uh, January 28th, 2017, Mike Larkin defeated the Phoenix. He were not allowed to name Evan McCaber and champion Kenny Killer for his first <laughs> Knowledge Championship at Podcast Promo Rumble 2. He will not name. Fucking love it. Yeah, trademark, copyright. We're not allowed to say it. Um, January 28th, 2018 A lot happened on the 28th Jay White became the second ever IWGP US champion Defeating the original champion, Kenny Omega People forget Beautiful beautiful things Uh, Again, January 28th, 2018 Asuka won the first ever Women's Royal Rumble Her victory was of course followed by the foundation-shaking surprise debut Of Rowdy Ronda Rousey to close the show Um, Who just Completely upstaged everybody And all she did was show up and point Yeah, I kind of felt bad for Asuka But it was a great moment <laughs> um, poor girl Yeah, and for the whole role, for the whole Rumble match too You had Charlotte and Alexa They didn't defend the titles that night They were both just sat ringside watching the whole match And then they just came out to the ring with Asuka afterwards And then, in comes Ronda um, January 29th, 2006 At the Royal Rumble, John Cena won back The WWE Championship um, after defeating Edge, who cashed in on Cena earlier at that month at New Year's Revolution. He nice. repeated defeat years later on the same date, 11 years later, in 2017, defeating AJ Styles for the WWE title at Royal Rumble. Nice. January is a good month for John Cena. Apparently. <laughs> Finally. On January 30th, 2005, the ending of the Royal Rumble match was botched. As Batista and John Cena both oh. hit the floor at the same time, Vince McMahon then stormed to the ring so angry that he tore both quads getting into the ring. He's like, huh. and he literally completely no sold it. He just sat there. He's like, you listen to me, damn it. I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. If like a fucking buffed up billionaire comes up to me and he's fucking like on his ass yelling, I'm laughing, dude. I'm sorry. It, I, I can't. You're going to tell me that I have to stay in character this whole fucking time? I can't do that. Look at this fucking guy on the ground. 
It was funny at the time because Vince is literally just sat in the ring yelling at Batista and John Cena. And then it's even funnier late. Well, I don't want to say funnier, but later on you find out he actually had both quads torn at that exact at that exact moment. And you're like, shit, and he's still just sitting there yelling at him. Yep. Um the match continued, Batista got his win, went on to face Triple H at WrestleMania. Um, only a few birthdays this week, too. On January 28th, Kelly Klein turned 31. Sonata turned 34. Sheamus turned 44. Hardcore Holly turned 59 on December 29th. Um, I always forget Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey almost share the same birthday. So Becky turned 35 on the 30th. Ronda turned 35 on the 1st. They're exactly oh, wow. one day apart. Oh, um, Rockstar oh. Spud also turned 39 this week. and You mean two days apart? Yeah, I forget there's a 31st in January. <laughs> um, Isla Dawn turned 28 on the 2nd, and Brian Cage turned 38 yesterday, too. Um, yeah. No big birthdays this week. I got it. Well, there's uh, Fit Finley uh, on today, the 31st. Today, sorry. Oh, Finley. Fit Finley on no, the 31st. No wonder he always books the Rumble. That's right. Uh, and then also uh, Brian Adams. For those, uh, goddamn yes. Brian Adams, early, early show. Chronic. That's right, baby. And then um, the 31st is also the, uh, I want to say, the 22nd anniversary of the, je- no, 23rd anniversary of the death of Giant Baba, who is absolutely wow. vital, absolutely vital to the importance of professional wrestling, okay? Yes, he was Jap- Japanese, but like without Giant Baba, God only knows where pro wrestling would have been, okay? Let's be funky here. Right. All right. Shit. Now for some funny things people say on the internet. This is shit marks say. <laughs> Can you believe the shit these marks say? Okay. Um there's only one this week because it's pretty much gonna lead into Another big story that we're probably going to need to talk about. Um, so, once again, names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Love it. We have, this week, uh, Prickless Fuckface. A guy so creative, he's got six random numbers in his actual Twitter handle, so you can tell he just couldn't give a shit. Wow. Um, in response to Tony Khan pulling Brian Kendrick from Dynamite last night, um, Mr. Fuckface says... I clogged my friend's toilet eight years ago, so I should be fired from my current job that has nothing to do with it. And I've seen a lot of these. Um, basically, like, it's in the past. It doesn't matter. Then run your own fucking company. <laughs> There's a difference between saying stupid stuff ten years ago and making controversial comments that were as stupid then as they are now. Yeah. And it, it wasn't like when your cringy posts from Facebook pop up on your memories from 10 years ago where you posted abuse at a football player for not scoring or something. It happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, me all, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> right when you're like, God damn it. Like, like hell, me too. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, fucking sad day to be a Charger fan or some bullshit. And you're like, I right, delete this crap. But no, like, right. it, uh, we there is a complete understanding from you, like, you know, having a post that reminded, like, you sobbing about your ex or something stupid. Okay, there's that that is different. Okay, if you want to be punished for like, you know, being retarded on the Internet, fine, whatever. That's his own gimmick. This guy was. 
I hate that this has become like the thing that we used to do back in the day. And now it's come to bite everybody in the ass. And this is why you can't be going around saying shit about fucking people on the internet. That's the fucking problem. You can't go bashing anybody enough. Like, I don't understand what it is. Like, what? So, and then, of course, the fucking Holocaust. Right, yeah. So there was comments on the whole, there was Holocaust denial. There was comments on Sandy Hook, anti Semitic comments, 9 11 conspiracies. I just, wow. I just remember the fucking, that one in Sandy Hook, but wow. Yeah, they're batshit crazy. They're, Everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's why we do podcasts. But there's opinions, and then there's publicly spreading controversial views that upset wide demographics. Factual. You know? Factual. Honestly, in this case, Kendrick got nobody to blame for him but himself. The Uh, unfortunate truth. Like, I don't agree with, like, fans dragging up old tweets, but... No. This is a little bit different. Yeah. This isn't like, a, you know, oh, I would never work with the Young Bucks. Just on right. AEW. Oh, cringy. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is this is a guy going on a rant about how he felt about certain things. And if his if his views changed, those when those fucking and I believe even Twitter does this too. When those memories pop up and it reminds you of what you've been posting, you can fucking hit the delete button. Yeah, you know, and then you can go on and apologize. Oh crap, I seen that. Yes, I understand it's a pain in the ass, and oh, you shouldn't really be punished for the words you use. But again, these aren't just like normal words. That's the part that I think really needs to be implanted in people's head. These aren't yeah. just regular words. These are conspiracy theories. Mm. And God, I hate conspiracy theories. And we just had a fucking president who was loving the conspiracy oh, yeah. theories. <laughs> Time to get me. But uh, yeah, that's the that's the only thing um, that I've covered from shit Mark say this week because that like Tony Khan got loads of replies last night from doofuses like prickless fuckface. Um, there was probably more stupid shit, shit said during the week too. Um. There's a great uh, Twitter page you can follow that posts these cringy tweets. They actually just retweeted Brian Kendrick's apology. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, okay. Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the road to Promo Mania has begun. It's our biggest event of the year. Last year, I believe Promo Mania 6 was our greatest ever special event. Um, we've set the bar pretty high. But we're going to do our best to jump over it. So this year, Promo Mania 7 arrives on March 31st. Let's hope a new arrival doesn't keep me off the show. Whether I'm there in person or not, you're still going to see the captain. Not the shape, not the jester. It's the captain, one-on-one with the Phoenix for the Max Wrestling World Championship. And as we heard earlier tonight in a little promo, it's a cinematic sequel. One year in the making, we're picking up where we left off last year at Promo Mania. Um, but here's a little announcement for you. Phoenix. Um, as television champion, you are required to defend every 30 days unless you're given an extension because you have a defense coming up by cutting a promo. Well, there's no exp- there's no extension this month because there's no event. So you're due to cut a promo by March 3rd. And just to show I'm a nice guy, I'm not even going to make you put the title on the line at Promomania because at Promomania, 
there will be a mini Ring of Games, and the winner will be next in line for a TV title shot. Beautiful stuff. Um, oh, when asked for the Knowledge Championship, you're due to defend that by March for a two. <laughs> this is what happens when you want to be uh, Phoenix every belt. Right. Phoenix all belts, and you got to defend all belts. Um, so th- there is more to come from Prom- Promo Mania 2. Go to Max... Re- Sorry about maxwrestling.net slash promonia7 don't know what the hell happened there I was say, I was like, we more, way back in the rewind for more information <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of inspiration so I think just to try and fix what's going on we're going to go to a break good morning good afternoon good evening my name is Alexander Rowan, and today I am here on the behalf of Travis the Walker Anderson. You see, Travis the Walker Anderson tried to walk away. He tried to be done with promo competition. He tried to be done with promo exhibition. He tried to walk away. Captain, the shape, whatever you would like to call yourself today, Travis the Walker Anderson watched your promo exhibition against Cypher last week. There are a few bullet points, a few things that you said to be known as truth. Betrayal. Fact. Disrespect. Fact. People walking away. To never return. Fact. Walker is limping. False. It's false because he was limping. Watching your promo last week. Watching everything that transpired at Podcast Promo Rumble lit a fire under his ass and now he is walking taller and stronger and harder than ever before. Travis the Walker Anderson is going to walk straight into promo mania. But why? Why is he walking to promo mania? Because he also has felt betrayed. He also has felt disrespected. He has felt these things by the hands of one man. That man knows who he is. 
So we are going to give him one week to answer the call, to come forward and confess his sins. If he does not, then I myself, Alexander Rowan, will return next week and put him on blast him myself. One week, sir. Answer or be destroyed. Um, normal order seems to have resumed. Thank you for that interruption, Mr. Rowan. Okay, so this is for real. I was about to say, I was like, my internet started acting oh, real fucking yeah. weird. What? My internet died before the freaking show. Now I know why. <laughs> Your internet died too. I was gonna, weird. I mean, I, we had made that weird joke. Oh, this guy is fucking around. And then... <laughs> oh, he actually did. Hackers. And then he's now so, he's fucking around. Just, just because you went in on Promo Mania. So, um, look at here, bro. Well, this is a, it's a fifteen hundred dollar PC. I need you not to fucking blow it up. You understand? Yeah, Mo, Mo's got a brand new mic. That's right. You know, come on now. <laughs> fucking I've ruined got, me I've over got here. I've got like a brand new hard drive. Everything. There we go. We ruined our equipment. Um, so whoever over who, here, whoever Alexander was talking to, apparently you know who you are. Please respond next week because we can't afford to keep getting interrupted like this. Um. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The second you said, like, you know who you are, I started looking at myself like, did I do something? <laughs> what did I do? Do, do I have, am I being sinful? Well, he already called me out for saying he was limp, uh, the walker was limping. But my apologies, Mr. Rowan. <laughs> this is why you don't go shit talking. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll be canceled next. Uh-oh. Well, uh, well, I guess we'll find out next week what's going on with Alexander Rowan, who Travis the Walker Anderson once ha- has beef with. Um... In the meantime, welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to or follow. We are literally everywhere to uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, PodBay. You name it, we're on there. Absolutely. Um, all right, then. Dynamite. Last night. Oh, from Chi-Town. <sighs> great. Fucking, first off, I, and I have to say this, because... This isn't going to get enough credit. They're not going to get enough credit. Thank you, Chicago, for fucking just giving me the energy I've been dying for in a fucking pro wrestling show. Fucking dying (laughs) for that kind of energy. And I got it. And it was like they even fucking shit on Brandy. I fucking loved it. They shit all over her. 
And wow. she's like, I'm just going to run through you. Nope. They, nope. It didn't matter what you were going to say. You're already fucked. That whole segment was fucked. And Dan Lambert had this great point. Like, you're in the ring with me, who's like, you know, angry, sexist white man, and they're still booing you. <laughs> Which is the best. I mean, I'm not going to say, like, she needed to turn the hood on, but I mean, like, that probably would have saved her. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> also, apparently we're supposed to believe she isn't going to sh- get stretched like the rubber band man by Paige Van Sant. First Cash. off, why is Paige Van Zant running down to the ring and doing the, like, she's fucking Trish Stratus every fucking time? <laughs> and I'm like, bro, like, knock it the fuck off. You're not Trish. You're not going to be Trish. Fucking we, chill the fuck out. We don't but have she's a WrestleMania like sign down. here. What are you pointing at? Exactly. She's like, <laughs> fuck up. That's <laughs> hilarious. Though. But, you know, it's like she's smiling the entire time. It's like you're obviously going to destroy this fucking poor broad, which is it's yeah. fine. I don't really care. But I was the worst fucking pull apart I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, like, and I've seen, like, fucking fourth grade fights I had to be a pull-apart about, all right? Oh, Brand- Brandy running a page. Fucking arms flailing all over the place. <laughs> it was a wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube, it, man. Literally. She ran out of, like, the rubber band man. Never mind getting stretched like one. Facts. And why did it take three people to hold her back? You're goddamn lying to take three people to hold Brandy Rhodes back. Right. Um... She, Brandy did have a great line though, which I literally went oh to, um, which was Ethan Page. We only hired you to get to Josh oh, Alexander. That shit. Oh, mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, I popped. I stood out of my chair for that one. Yeah, that, I was, that like, was oh, a great God. line. You're second. Uh, well, I was like, you're second best. You're second best. That shit was great. Even fucking Scorpio Sky's like, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you, you, she went straight for the jugular. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, I think even Chicago popped for that line. Um, like, yeah, I'd fucking hope so. We we opened, however, with Mox versus Wheeler instead of Brian Kendrick. Um, naturally, Mox killed him, which is cool. Yeah, it, it's what he's gonna do. He's I think his record popped up as like forty five and two and one. Jesus, forty five wins because Rimey. obviously he had a great run as world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just started killing people before we went off on his break. But after the match was when it got really interesting because we heard, well, he heard a little proposal from B Dry. That's right. Um, and it was basically he doesn't want to fight Mox. He wants to fight with Mox. He wants them to take the young guys under their wing. Um, which can you look, imagine a motherfucking stable? Run by these fucking lunatics. At first thought, it's kind of weird how you've got Marx and B. Dry co-running a stable because they're both such big names and big personalities and both great single stars. But then on paper, you're going to be led by Marx and B. Dry. Mm -hmm. That's fucking awesome. Seriously. It's just. Wow. Like, like imagine how much better Wheeler could be. How much better fucking um Lee Moriarty. Lee, yeah, Lee Mor yeah, Lee Mor oh, and Lee Moriarty's good right now. I like him a lot. You know, who was the other guy that they had uh Did they mentioned Danny fucking Garcia? David Danny Garcia and that guy's already over his shit. And it's so it's like, dude, please, like fuck, let's go. 
and they do they want to go for the fucking handshake. You know what? Think about it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fucking love. I fucking love B Dry. Who, by the way, uh, TSK has already renamed Brian Bryanson. Why I don't know. <laughs> it just literally it stumbled out of Teddy's mouth, caught a pop, and it's now it's a secret. Brian Bryanson. Brian Bryanson. That's right. <laughs> love it. Uh, I also love how this is kind of like a big middle finger to everybody that complained last week. Oh, they're just copying WWE. They're just going to have Dean Ambrose versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah, about that. Again, like I gave examples last week of fucking numerous matches that the fucking WWE had to copy from other promotions. Yeah. And some of that fucking stems back to the 90s, baby. But then it's not what you expected because apparently now they're going to team up. Which is fine by me. And honestly, it does not look like Mox is going to say no. I mean, he might, but hell, if I can tell that face, that face is like, you know, it doesn't sound like too bad of an idea. That's what it looked like to me. I want to be there for the team meeting. So like BJ, sorry, Brian Branyanson. Bryanson. That's going to, I'm going to, that's a tongue twister. Brian Bryanson. There you go. Going to be like, okay, first of all, Stop wasting plastic bottles. True. Every single entrance, you launch one into the crowd. Like, stop it. <laughs> Here's five cents for you, bud. There you go. Somebody else is recycling. <laughs> yeah. Didn't BJ come from the crowd? He was probably in the crowd looking he for He literally just popped in the ring. So, yeah, he had to have, like, come through the crowd, like, all <laughs> chill and shit with his fucking joggers on. Don't mind me. I'm just on recycling patrol. That's right. Plastic patrol. That's right. You put that in the plastic bin. <laughs> um, we also saw the return of Pac. Um, oh God. Who did the whole playing possum, not really blind thing. Bro. Um, originally, I thought it was going to be pretty cool. He's doing the whole Jedi mind thing where he's blindfolded, but he's still like landing his shots. That's what I was like, bro. Give me like three more minutes of this, bro. Like make yeah. them take your blindfold off. I thought, like, leave it a couple of weeks. I can live with this. I can believe in it that he can actually kind of secretly see through the blindfold. Yeah, uh, get get a spot in and then get bumped in the corner and force a tag or something. Yeah, but either way, um, we knew he wasn't really blind. Yeah. And victory for Kings of the Black Throne as Penta now tastes <laughs> the Black Mist. That fucking entrance is the sickest shit I have ever fucking seen. Like, fuck that entrance is cool. <laughs> like, bro, you're tell if you fucking walk if you turn on the TV when fucking the fucking Kings of the Black or was what the what was it the Kings of the Black Throne, right? Yeah, but the nameplate said Knights of the Black Throne. That's right, Knights of the somewhere. Black. They're the well. They're the. But they're um, the I think kings. it is Kings though. I'm pretty they, sure they're the kings of the Black Throne. Yeah, I think but they yeah, just the, I think, up the graphic. I think yeah, it is a fucked up graphic. Okay, so they, so the kings of the Black Throne, like if you're fucking literally scrolling t- through TV and you used to be a wrestling fan and this is the fucking entrance that pops up, you're going to tell me you're not captivized and like, I got to fucking watch this thing, okay? Like if I got captivized by the fucking Undertaker's entrance in the fucking mid in the early 90s, mm. this thing is catching everybody's attention. Right, and then we thought Black's entrance on his own was good. Right? Oh, dude, these guys. fuck. When Brody comes out in the fucking ski mask like he's going to rob your bitch ass, 
is the fucking best. Oh, it's the fucking best. By the way, and TK, I, 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 your TSK all the way, baby. I fucking need more Brody on my TV. And um, I do not, I do not mean in a picture-in-picture fashion. Ugh. Killing me with that. Right. Um, not... You know what? I, I don't know if it was fake or not, but somebody posted uh, news about Ruby being pissed off of her position, putting everybody over, and then this week she jobs to Nyla. Honestly, I, I didn't believe it. Um, and I'm sure she'll get a win back from Nyla. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a little bit of a slow burn with Ruby, which is good. You know, don't... Like, they gave her a title shot right away, but she put Brett over. Which is good, because people would just complain if she just came into AEW and won the and women's won. title. That's the thing. Fans are fickle. This is that. This is the problem with being... Um, I don't want to say uh, as a professional wrestling fan, but fucking... If she's bickering about her position, hey, that's going to happen. People are going to do that. But that's the reality. What do you want? Do you want a quote-unquote big-name star? And yes, she is a big-name star. I, I only say the quote-unquote because that way I can put her in a bracket. She's a big-name star, and you just, boom. Like you said, you go out there, you win the belt. Well, geez, you didn't give anybody a chance. And, oh, well, this person could have this. And, uh, this, and then, then now the fucking fans are pissed off because you fucking rushed her right into a goddamn title, right? But right. you push her to the top, and but she's now she's now she's more of a worker pushing people up, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. She's not losing in a bad way. She's just going out there looking good and just happens to take an L. In yeah. what way is that bad? This is professional wrestling. People built each other. I mean, I'm sure she's going to get a shit ton of wins on like Dark and Elevation. People don't ever think of that part. Did she lose to Nyla? Yeah. But if you also look at the thing, Nyla fucking, uh, she had beaten Nyla to, to, uh, to advance to the TBS championships. Another one and one. You're building yeah. a feud, goddammit. I mean, simplicity, baby. She's one and one with a former champion. Factual statements. Uh, and of course, this was all pretty much just the first half of the show. The second half of the show was just MJF versus CM Punk, 40 minute. Thriller. Oh, Jesus. Um, I, this gave me props to Punk for going the distance. Well, he, you know, his endurance isn't really up there yet. I mean, he's been out the game seven years, but did damn good to do forty minutes. But I especially at his age and yeah, being out for as long as he was. Um, NWA vibes. Mm. I got I got mad NWA vibes. Like I was watching, um, this is going to be funny. Like I was watching like Mike Rotunda and Ric Flair on like a, uh, on like a fucking bullshit pay-per-view for like the U S title. It just fucking felt great. It felt like, you know, no, what's a fucking old versus. I don't want to go sting flair because there was more like chicanery in it. But it just I just got a lot of old school vibes from it, you know. He he fucking had the I think what was it, the tape from his wrist or whatever, using yeah. it as a fucking to choke out humble and covered up fucking beautifully. Fucking beautifully, like literally something you would have seen out of the eighties, swear to God. 
swear to God, you'd seen it in the eighties, probably on like the, uh, was it not NWA with the AWA or whatever. So he gets away with the choke and I'm just like, no, dude, not like this. I mean, but this is like, you want some motherfucking heat, baby. This is how you get some fucking heat. Yeah. And well, Bryce is an idiot and he sees the thing drop and they restart oh, the match. No. That image of Bryce and MGF just slowly reacting was, to it dropping was beautiful. It was <laughs> for the act that like this when when Bryce gets a moment to do some acting, he's he's a man. He's the fucking man. So so then they restart the match and it they beat the shit out of each other. And yeah. it's fucking great. And you and Wardlow comes down and you're swearing to God. That this guy is gonna ruin the match. Oh my God, he's gonna. This is now. He's finally gonna turn on MJF. Oh, he's finally gonna this. It's over now. And oh, he hands him the ring, and like MJF does, he wins with the ring. And it why because he can, and it gains heat. And he beat your friend, and he beat your guy in his town. And now I get to sit like him and say that I'm the best in the world. And it was fucking great. I've been saying that this is why these guys are here. Punk puts over MJF. Bryanson put over fucking, or fucking Bryan. Yeah, there you go. Bryanson, love it. Bryanson put <laughs> over fucking uh, Hangman. And now him and Mox are doing something. This does not have to fucking be wwe they're doing it a different way it's fucking entertaining as shit entertaining as shit mjf is literally being skyrocketed to a fucking world title shot and it's awesome yeah i love the uh the fake finish because even that you thought shit gonna get him some heat but uh i mean we called it for the past couple of weeks mjf's gonna be punk in chicago and get huge heat and he did and twice, he did. technically twice. He did. He beat him twice by both. By both times did he cheat? Yeah. Well, guess what, baby? That's how heels win. Yeah. And um, this is this is now. Like I said, this sets him up to be the guy to go at Hangman. Hangman's gonna go on there and he's gonna get fucking tore the fuck up by fucking um, Lance Archer. And you know what? That's cool. That's his kind of gimmick. But I think we're what seven weeks away from double or nothing? Ish, yeah, Se- something like that. I can that? tell you that we are 115 days away because trivia takeover is a couple of days before it. Beautiful, 115 <laughs> days. So love the countdown. So where's that close? You got to start building a feud be- between your next main event challenger. And your world champion. And if you tell me your next main event challenger is not Maxwell Jacob Friedman, you guys are fucking doing Ooh. something wrong. Wait a minute. Don't we have um, Revolution next month? Is it, do we have Revolution next month? Is pretty, that what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in March. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, but wait a minute. Double or Nothing is the big show, though. True. But, I mean, Revolution's usually the first pay-per-view of the year for AEW. Uh, AEW Revolution. I you're right on Come on. Come on. World-class podcast, yeah. Okay. Revolution 2022 is March 6th. March the 6th. 
So, so Bill Week Phoenix's title defense is a Jew. Nice, beautiful <laughs> stuff. So we have a defense in a month. Well, I mean, if this guy's defending, he's defending the world title next week. Yeah, it's Lance Archer, and so he's gonna have to defend it again in three weeks. Jesus Christ. Okay, well that ought to be shitty. <laughs> um, it can't be Revolution. I'm sorry, that that would be way too early. Um, if MJF and, and I'm now I'm I'm saying this being the guy that has to not has to but currently trying to book an MJF world title win, it has to be at double or nothing. Yeah, I honestly would imagine a rematch with Punk at Revolution. Yeah, based on the shady finish, which also yeah. I love. Okay, okay, okay. What I loved most about that shady finish was coming down and you know, yeah. Um, Staring down Punk We didn't see Wardlow give MJF the ring Until the replay Like nobody saw it And if like Tony Schiavone is fucking screaming This son of a bitch, this little bastard The whole, everything I fucking love how Tony Schiavone hates MJF with a passion (laughs) It's fucking great Continuity baby JR was like, that's how he got the ring (laughs) Fucking JR man Like this the reaction from co- when your reaction from commentary is is so good that like we have to talk about it. That's how you know yeah. the ending was. The, actually, the match itself was good. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh. Uh. Right at the end, obviously, there's they're both exhausted, so MJF's just kind of pancaked over Punk for the pin. But um, obviously, we couldn't see their faces. On camera, so I imagine it was a lot of like appreciative words from MJ after. Oh, Punk I'm sure of it. In that moment, um, could, again, he did do a huge thing for him. He put him over in his hometown, and it's it's his first ever loss in AEW. Um, his first loss in eight years. Yeah, Punk Punk sees something in this kid. That's for sure. It's hard not to. So, my only real complaint from Dynamite, apart from trying to make us believe that Brandy has a chance against Paige Vincent. <laughs> Right, was I kind of feel like they they didn't really capitalize on the momentum of Danhausen. Like he was in Wheeler's corner, he was doing some stuff outside the ring, but other than that, he didn't really do anything. He cursed John Moxley, <laughs> but long enough just for Wheeler Yuta to hit him. So the cursing, yeah. the cursing is uh, it went from you have to lose now to hey, watch out for this move. <laughs> Which is, um, I don't know. I already had that bad feeling that like Dan Housen was going to come in and like Dan Housen's going to be hilarious on BTE and he's just going to be there on Dynamite and Rampage and shit, which sucks. And, um, and by the way, for those of you fucking dirt head nerds out there that I'm so sick and tired of seeing multiple fucking cult leaders as on this fucking AEW television, you do know that Dan Housen's not a fucking cult leader, right? <laughs> He, he's dude, just a fruit loop. He's just a fucking moron. <laughs> like he is literally he's just very evil. That's just all he is. He's that's literally Dan Housen. Okay? That was great. He, you're thank you. That's I've been practicing that. I swear to God I have. Um but that's fucking that's seriously it. That's all Dan Housen is. He's not he's not a cult leader. He's not trying to bring people in. Oh, look at the way of the No, he's just a fucking whack job. And he paints his face and he's hilarious. There are goofy wrestlers. This is a thing. Look at Cole Cabana. Okay. I just talked about Giant Bob at the giant of the beginning of this show. Giant Bob was fucking one of the most 
important people, not only in professional wrestling, but in goddamn comedy wrestling. Okay, the guy was like a seven foot two fucking giant out there lumbering and bumbling. Just have some fucking sense of humor. Jesus Christ. He he just wants to be famous and makes lots of cash. That's it. That's it. Because he's very evil. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was, I don't know, maybe I was expecting some kind of video package or backstage stuff. Um, but he was literally just in Wheeler's Corner with Orange Cassidy. It's fine. Mm. I, I'm sure we'll see more of him, but I just think maybe they should have done a little bit more this week because he was... Like, the talk of everybody since his debut last week, and he fucking crashed Sharp AEW in an hour. Yeah. In one in one fucking hour. Wow. Because he's, because he's very evil. This is true. Um, NXT, anything noteworthy? Oh, Jesus Christ, this show. <laughs> okay, um... Is there anything noteworthy? I love guy? how that's become my weekly question. Did anything happen on NXT that was worth um, talking about? There was a six-man Imperium, all of Imperium, so Gunther, Marcel Bartel, Fabian Eichner, against uh, Diamond Mind, the Creed Brothers, and uh, Roderick. It was fine. Uh, fucking goddamn Creed Brothers, I swear to God. Fucking um, Walter didn't do too much. Uh, dude, Kylie Ray, Kay, Kaylee, Kaylee Ray's fucking bananas chasing after fucking Mandy Rose with this goddamn bat and her fucking super thick ass accent and everything. And <laughs> I mean, they was she literally chased her the entire show. I swear to God, swear to God, they like they started out with the fucking uh, I think the Toxic Attraction came out for like a promo, and I think it's Gigi Dolan. Like, bro, she's got ass. She's hot. Um, but fucking Mandy, it's hard not to stare at Mandy. Just it's. And then every time she she literally just walks out there in like yoga clothes and it's like okay that's fine I don't get fucking tight as a bitch like that's I'm the problem I'm sure is exactly what they want her to do, but then Kylie Ray comes out and she just she wants to kick her ass because she's fucking bananas and literally like chases her around the arena with a fucking bat. That was right. like the storyline the entire fucking show. Um, oh god, okay. Um, Cora Jade is like a nineteen year old professional wrestler which is hey fucking congratulations i'm fucking you know i'm proud of you whatever but you're also a 19 year old professional wrestler that's green as a motherfucker and why you're on this television so goddamn early is bananas and then rochelle rochelle or raquel gonzalez excuse me is literally now we're calling gone, her rochelle now right it has to be rochelle uh, is literally gone from well yeah might as well because she's gone a fucking persona change 100 percent. like she went from being like what did she call herself? Big Mama Cool, where she, you know, had the dark hair and dark clothes, and she was doing the, you know, the, you know, I look at me, I'm big, strong lady. She's literally flipped it, and now she's the heartbreak lady. Her hair is all feathered, and it's light, and her fucking gear is light, and it looks like Shawn Michaels. I swear to God, she looked, she, she wanted to be the female version of Shawn Michaels in her fucking ring attire this week, and I don't know if that's a full circle. I don't, it just, it's, I don't know. I, I literally, like, being the guy that has seen, you know, like, how the, you know, how they were as a tag team, to see, like, how she started and how she looks now, I swear to God, she literally just wanted to be them both. Like, it's weird. If you look up the highlights from their match, 
and just look at her. You're going to tell like, don't like, look at me. And you're going to be like, you went from dark hair to blonde and your gear looks like this. It, it literally looks like she went from being diesel to Sean. It's, it's really weird and kind of dumb. She's mm. kind of on the geek of the week list for that, but she's not, it's not an official yet. Um, Sheree okay. beats jobber after looking like a, she comes like has the video package as a school girl. She's not a school girl. Uh, weird as fuck. Cameron Grimes confronts uh, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams. They just fucking bullshit. It's whatever. Um, so, go ahead hit the music because this Geek of the Week is going to be prime time. All right. It is time for Geek of the Week. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy proceed. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Pencil-neck geek. So, people are going to love this one. Uh, guess who? So, Joe Gacy got a win. Thanks to a uh, fucking goddamn stupid idiot, Grayson Waller. I hate this fucking nerd. No, it's not him who's the geek of the week. It's the fucking guy that lost. Dumb shit, L.A. Knight. This guy comes out over like a motherfucker for some dumb reason. Somebody in the crowd is literally handing people fives. Like, go buy yourself a beer when L.A. Knight comes out and needs you to cheer or something. like. And that's the only reason why this guy got fucking cheered. He is surprisingly getting fucking cheered like nobody's business just to get fucked over by a fucking nerd like Grayson Waller and lose to Joe Gacy. So because of that, you're a fucking geek of the week there, L.A. Knight. Go work on yourself. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure you like unofficially named him Geek of the Week several times before we even started doing Geek of the Week. Oh, I'm sure of it. I'm sure <laughs> LA Knight is has been a hot garbage character on NXT. Uh, his his in ring work is average at best. His promo work, again, it, I literally cannot stop hearing the Rock and Stone Cold mush together coming out of his fucking mouth. It's annoying. Uh, Wendy Chu, the fucking lady that fucking comes out in a goddamn uh, fucking like sleeping gear and shit. She's a fucking yeah. Got to win, whatever the fuck. You used, used to be the lady in the chair for Zayli. Fucking stupid. Andre Chase uh, beat a fucking jobber nerd, which was dumb. Uh, but the main was actually kind of fun. It was a tag match: uh, Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa versus uh, Legato. Ben Del Fantasma, with it, it was you know fucking Mendoza and uh, the other fucking jackass uh, Joaquin Wild, yeah. DJ was it DJZ? DJZ, yeah. Wow, I can't believe I remember that. I mean, that one was fun. It wasn't um, wasn't too bad. I mean, there's a lot of lucha stuff. You know, Tommaso can work with lucha stuff. Braun Breaker's out there just doing his power thing, showing off his spear. Blah 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 blah. It is, it's fine. This is fine. Well, then, in response to LA Knight being a geek of the week, we say. There we go. Beautiful yeah. stuff. That's you, pal. Well, um, well, before I go to the rest of the week, um, they're also bringing back Vengeance Day again this year because they uh, are too, either too lazy or too woke to bring back St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which makes much more sense. Way more. Especially last year when it was on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, 
there's a lot of free agents that are now able to work elsewhere. So from the November 4th budget cuts, we can now see the likes of Keith Lee, uh, Ember Moon, um, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Mia Yim, Lindsay Dorado, um, B-Fab, Nia Jax, who also turned down a, a spot in the Rumble. In fact, she said, fuck no. Yeah, um, baby. Grand Matalik, I don't know if I said that. And if anybody's interested, Eva Marie. That's right. Grand Matalik's actually already been booked in Mexico, shockingly. Yeah. So oh, it's really? awesome. Yeah, well, he was nice. booked. I had no idea. I thought he was already released, but I get, well, his, it's an upcoming booking. But so that explains that. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. So their 90 days expired on yesterday. Yes, let's go. Um, That's some fucking primetime talent out there, dude. It's primetime fucking talent. If you want guys to add to fucking, if you really want luchadors to add to your fucking roster, AEW, Grand Metalik is your fucking man. Go get him today. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this only because I think this is the best thing for him. Keith Lee needs to go to Impact. Or he needs I to go to New that. Japan. But right now, the travel thing with Japan is a pain in the ass. Him being on New Japan Strong will not get him enough recognition. So that's why I say he has to go to Impact. He could be world champ there. No problem. Get fucking stupid over. And then, of course, you have the revolving you know, door where he can just walk onto an AEW television one day. Yeah. So. Or WWE, if you believe some people. No, but okay. <laughs> I don't believe those people. Um. Killer Cross is also apparently speaking to a series of companies, his quote, uh, and we shall see where he lands. I can only imagine where that guy will show up. Mm, Japan. You know what? I would love. He is a guy I would love to be in Japan. Problem is, again, is the travel restriction and all that fun shit. So it's like we can't get fun things. Sucks. Yeah. Um, in other news, again, before we go to the rest of the week, uh, the media, the normal mainstream media, caught attention of Sami Zayn getting thrown out of the Jackass premiere. Kayfabe libs, baby. Um, yeah. We, of course, understand that they're trying to tell a story, and we're probably going to see Knoxville versus Sami Zayn at WrestleMania, which I don't think I mind. The... Knoxville took some bumps in the Rumble. It's fine. <laughs> It's fun. Again, you can have goofy shit. This is okay. Yeah. Don't go and... bitching about it though. This is but because this is wrestling. Do you know where wrestling started, you fucking nerds? The carnivals. The circus. Right. Goofy shit. Um and going back to the rumble again, the men's match was so dull, I didn't even really care that Bad Bunny showed up. I yeah, I actually thought it was pretty Man. cool. That's not true. I fucking popped hard and that motherfucker hit. I said, yo, it's my man. I started dancing and shit. My ma- my, ma- my, hey. my, was, my wife was like, is that? She's like, holy shit, it's Bad Bunny. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought he was done. It was like one time. I was like, yeah, no, I told you he's going to be in the Rumble. I, mean, I think it was because he, he put the work in at WrestleMania. There's no denying that. So I think yeah. seeing him come back for the Rumble, I was like, yeah, okay. He's going he's gonna to take some bumps again. It's cool. Yeah, it was good shit. And then afterwards, after the match, uh, Ray gave him one of his masks. Yeah. Like, right off of his head. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Like fucking Frankenstein's monster with a towel over his head. Like we've <laughs> never seen his face before. 
I'm like, bro, I was like, I just, I've seen your face so many goddamn times. Your face is literally on posters from the 90s. It really is. <laughs> and if we really wanted to see your face regularly, all, all we have to do is follow your daughter's Instagram. Oh, yeah. Which I'm sure many wrestling fans do after her stint on Raw. Oh, yeah. Um. All right, then. Let's go to rest for the week. Um, and I think it's going to be short and sweet this week. Um, very, very easy choice this week, especially after last night. Um, first of all, he was put over by a veteran. Um, <clears throat> On the mic, he's untouchable. I think we've mentioned that many, 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 many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's one of the best heels going. So easily this week, wrestler of the week for that 14-minute classic in Chicago last night is MJF. The man. He deserves it. Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Who uh, is about to go to the moon. Oh, I love it. Sorry for us stealing that. Yeah, Cameron Grimes is like, I've copyrighted the fuck out of that. Watch me make more money. <laughs> is, he, is he still playing poker and shit? No, thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. Okay. No, he's actually That's focused something. on the North American title right now, which is good. Nice. Okay. Yeah, him and Carmelo Hayes. I think it's probably going to be at, uh, what'd you say, the Vengeance Day? Vengeance Day. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass name. It just doesn't roll off the tongue or anything. It's just horrible. It, yeah, it sounds like you're really trying to force it. Yeah, it, it is forced. It, it is forced. It sounds forced. It's horrible. Just just bring back St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Not that hard, man. You own the well, rights. If you really don't want to use a name that bad, like obviously it, it has a pretty grim background, just say Vengeance. Vengeance was a pay-per-view. That's true. You could just say Vengeance. Again, you own the fucking name. Stupid WWE. Mm-hmm. Well, all right then. Uh, that is going to do it for this week. Your week is complete. Thank you, everybody, for spending your Thursday with us. Um, you know where to find us at Max Racing UK on Twitter and at the Captain 512 and SMRPodNet. And of course, you can now. Follow Moses' work on TikTok, also at Max Racing UK. Um, Once again, the website is maxracing.net. And now listen up, you pencil neck geeks. This is what Moses has for you this week. All right, so normally I'm going to take this time and tell you we're doing all kinds of boat rant. We're doing all kinds of this. We're doing all kinds of that. Eh -eh. This is my time where I get to shine the best that it did. And everybody's got their gimmick for promo mania. We got this fucking world title gimmick. It's fucking bullshit over here. Uh -uh. See, now the big dog has been out of the game a little bit too long. And I don't like that. So this is my, if you will, John Cena open challenge. Promo mania is right around the corner. There are quite a bit of promo uh, competitors out there from the demon S to the likes of uh, Lewis of evolution of pro wrestling to RT wrestler himself, maybe even Robert Davis, those hiding in the darkness, in the shadows. Now is your chance to go toe to toe with the other half of the cap and Mo. 
So let's just make it plain and simple. I will be waiting in the ring, if you shall say, with due uh, fun wordage. Come promo mania. When your music hits, let's see if you last. All right, then. Add it to the card. Good stuff. So that means the card is pretty much full. We got space for like two more title matches. There we go. All right, then. Promo Mania, almost set in stone, and it's February. WWE, get your shit together. Let's go, baby. (laughs) This Um, is how you build, baby. This is how you build. Yeah, we're, we're not fucking around in Saudi Arabia. No, sir. With that said, join us next week for... I don't think there's a pay-per-view coming up. I think we're pretty safe from predictions. Um, Congratulations to Chad, who cheated to win the predictions title, you know, which we've done plenty of times. Can I say TBD (laughs) for the men's rumble? Yeah, of course you can. Okay. If there's a mystery entrant and they win, I win. Yeah. Okay. You're still cheating bad. <laughs> um, I, I think Impact might have a pay-per-view coming up soon. We'll double-check on that so. one. We'll also need to make sure if it's live or pre-recorded. That too. But um, predictions coming soon. Also, hopefully next week we'll uh, we'll find out what's going on with Travis Walker-Anderson slash Alexander Rowan for Promo Mania. Yeah, whoever pissed him off, you're fucked, bud. And again, by this time next week, we'll know who Ronda Rousey's facing at WrestleMania, whether it's Nature Girl or Becky Lynch. Nature Girl. Love it. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Goodbye. You've been watching. I jump in the gun here. You've been watching the Cap and Mo Show. Goodbye. And good night. Bye. Phoenix, I hope your plate stays extra full, bitch. Yeah, me too.